0: So, but right now on the line, I am joined by leader of the Labour Party, Andrew Little. Good morning, Andrew.
1: Good morning, Jamie.
0: How are we today?
1: Very good. Just in Nelson. Uh, we had oh. a public meeting in Nelson last night, so and I'm about to head down to Invercargill.
0: Nice, two beautiful parts of the country at either ends of uh, probably the best island there is.
1: Exactly, and unfortunately I have to sort of fly over to Needham. but you anyway, know, I look down, I look down upon it and
0: pay homage. You're, yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll wave. You'll look at the. Uh, one of the only buildings you can probably see from that height is Cabries and you might shed a tear as you're flying yeah, over yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, let us begin We're going to talk uh, first about the SAS Hit and Run, the book uh, has been out For a week now Um, A book with some pretty damning claims Against the Defence Force uh, A raid that uh, may have been motivated By uh, revenge uh, A raid that may have seen civilian deaths And amount to uh, a possible war crime Um, Surely uh, With these claims And what's been said since An independent inquiry must be launched
1: I still think there is grounds for an independent inquiry. I think the, I think the, the content of the book is pretty clear laid out very thoroughly. It's pretty hard to, you know, see that um, uh, that stuff doesn't carry some some credibility. It's come from sources inside the SAS themselves. Mm-hmm. I know the I know the Chief of Defence Force Tim Keating has. He gave an explanation this week. He said that no, they got the wrong village. They got one or two other things wrong. I, I know Tim. He's looking, He's a pretty honourable man. Um, but I think that all of this still leaves some questions unanswered about you know a mission led by New Zealand. You know who was who was in charge of the helicopter gunship that caused most of the fatalities? Mm-hmm. Um, why wasn't there follow-up? Why was a guy handed over to the Afghanis, knowing that he would be, like, tortured? There are still questions to answer, and I think for they, those reasons, I think there are still grounds for an independent inquiry.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's when it comes to the helicopter gunship, New Zealand was sh- calling the shots. It was a New Zealand-led raid. New Zealand uh, radio's in for those things at the time. It may, it may be a foreign vessel with foreign pilots uh, pulling the triggers, but um, if New Zealand's charge of the raid and in charge of um, those involved in it, surely then um, you know those, those deaths are in New Zealand's hands.
1: Yeah but I don't want to get into a whole heap of detail. The, the question is whether in a situation like that, whether the, the New Zealand um, commander on the ground is the one ordering the helicopter gunship to fire in particular ways or whether the crew of the helicopter gunship are under their own instructions as Americans, the um, commanders of their forces, to respond in various sort of ways I mean I don't, you know it's an important issue, it's something that ought to be inquired into. Mm-hmm. I guess the point is that I think what, what it looks like from the information that we've had from both, you know, both the authors of the book and from the Defence Forces that this is a mission that has gone horribly wrong yes. and for nothing, for no other reason that we want to make sure that our Defence Forces when they're overseas in a combat or conflict zone like this that, you know, when they have a good reputation that they need to know what it is that it takes to avoid a recurrence of something like this and if that's the only thing we get out of it then that will be a good thing if there is a question about responsibility for civilian death and how you respond to that too and i think that that question is wide open and that's why we still need an inquiry
0: yeah i mean uh, civilians are human beings like you and i and like yeah, these are people that are caught in a, in a war zone and then country in a war that they don't want they necessary. They don't necessarily uh, support the Taliban. We don't know who they support. They're just civilians in a in a, um, in a village, and like they could be, you know, it's some, somebody's mother, somebody's ch- children. Um, so they deserve an inquiry, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think that's been. They initially laid complaints, and it was investigated by that outfit run by NATO called ISAF. Um, mysteriously, our defence force doesn't have a copy of the report. They only have a summary <laughs> of it. Um, and it, it, although that concluded that uh, there, were, there was no grounds for complaint, but that doesn't seem to, to be stacked up by the authors of the book, mm-hmm. and, and John Stevenson. But also the confession that the defence Force seems to be making now is that yes, there were civilian deaths. So um, and, uh, after having denied it, so but, I just think that it is still murky. It is still lacking in clarity, and we still need to have. And have confirmed exactly what the facts of the matter
0: are. Well, that's the exact thing. They denied it, and then they've said, "Well, there may have been," and they would have had all the relevant information that they have at hand now when they say there may have been when they have denied it. And Wayne Mapp came out, the former yeah. defence minister. Yep. So who was in Kabul at the time uh, with yeah. the with the secretary general? Um, yeah. You know, and he 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 talked about the child's death. Um, you had a former SAS soldier that came out and said, "Yes, these raids did happen." Um, yeah. So I mean, the evidence is stacking. Yet the defence forces still come came out even after Wade Map had talked and, and denied, denied. Um, yeah. You know, they, it's election, yeah? Uh, yeah. Is is this the government saying, look, just shut up and let's just hope it disappears?
1: Well, I hope not. And I think my my approach is that there's no politics in this. This is about you know we all need whatever colour of government we have needs to know that our defence forces are. You know, we're working and conducting themselves to the highest possible standards. I think we need that for our own international reputation. Yes. Um, and we need to, and we need to back our defence forces. You know, but, but when things go wrong, we need to know that too. I mean, I think something that's very really mysterious. I don't quite understand is why. You know, you had Wayne and the then Chief of Defence Force Jerry Mataparai, who were in Kabul at the time of this operation. They were asked to give approval for it, and they didn't. They there was something. Sufficiently sensitive about it that they wanted the Prime Minister at the time, John Key, to sign off on it, and he gave the sign off on it. So there is a question about what each of them knew and why it had to go to the Prime Minister for approval. They must have known that this is a high risk operation and it could lead to civilian casualties. That, that's the only conclusion I can draw.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Like, like you said, no one's really talking about the fact that. They. Why did they ring John? They. You don't. Yep. Uh, when you're in a combat situation, you don't need the head of of the government uh, telling you how yep. to engage. You just need the head of the military or yep. or those in charge of the operation at the time. Um, yep. So yeah. So that's an, another interesting point you raise. Um, so well. I don't know, um, I think you know, significant pressure is building and maybe an inquiry will be launched but I th- the, the, M- the Prime Minister doesn't seem to be wanting to do it so I guess it's just something we're going to have to wait and see what happens but um, hopefully you'll be putting pressure on inside the House um, yeah. to, to, to do the right thing um, Yeah, We'll continue to do that Now you've had, uh, we've had a visit from the Chinese Premier, um, how's that going? I, I, I can't pronounce his name because I'm no good at uh, Chinese sounding names
1: Lee, Lee Keqing, Premier Lee Keqing is the, I think the official pronunciation. You know, I had a half-hour meeting with him on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, the relationship with China is, is very good and it's very important one to us. Strong trade relationship. Yes. Um, there's no question, there's, there's more that they want and they, uh, they're they very keen to bid for infrastructure, big infrastructure projects here in New Zealand and bring Chinese construction crews and their technology and all that sort of stuff. And I think, listen, we we need all the help we can get with infrastructure building. I just think we have to take a bit of a step back and say, well, hold on, we've got to make sure that people already living here are, are, you know, working, get opportunities, get training, Mm -hmm. and we've got to make sure that New Zealand suppliers of relevant materials and uh, services get get a look into those sorts of things as well. So I think that the Chinese approach, which is, you know, give us a project and we'll control the whole thing, I just think we have to be a little bit cautious about that sort of stuff. Having yep. said that, you know, let, let's, let's build a relationship. It's, you know, it's not a bad
0: thing. Well, that's right. You know, we don't want like, if we start putting these things out to tender to international companies like in China, we cannot. Our, our local uh, our local people can't compete. With their size, and they're going to be able to do it at a lower cost, and that is going to be to the detriment of uh, New Zealand companies. Um, You know, we in Dunedin know this very well. With um, with the Hillside Engineering uh, shutting down uh, after train construction was um, put into Chinese hands, Um, and you've got the you know they've got their giant uh, one one belt one road policy, Um, so they're doing this all around the world, uh, especially in Africa uh, and in poor nations in in Asia, um, do we do, do we really need this in New Zealand? Um, uh, you know, uh, of course they'll be able to get it done fast. They've got better technology, um, but w- why can't we afford to do it ourselves?
1: Well, that's, uh, there is, I mean, that's, the, the point is that we we have a massive shortfall of infrastructure built, and it's not just roads; it's rail and it's you know, ports and things like that. Mm-hmm. That it keeps things moving. So, um, and we, you know, we are going to be struggling to find new ways of financing it and getting that stuff done. My view is we have to accelerate the whole heap of uh, infrastructure construction, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't just do it in the piecemeal way we've been doing it in the past. So the Chinese potentially offer a solution, but the solution can't be to the exclusion of job opportunities for New Zealanders or for uh, suppliers, you know, building suppliers and construction companies here. We've got to have a solution that, that New Zealand and our need. You know, look, we've got to be training people up for the future and the future needs here too. We can't just import a whole bunch of people from China to do the project and then they all whistle off and, and we're no better off in the long run. So mm-hmm. we've got it. We've got to get the balance right. Uh,
0: you know, do we need to start looking at um, something like Task Force Green and training beneficiaries up and uh, the ways uh, um, to do these kinds of jobs?
1: Yeah, well, look, building a construction workforce is a, is a big deal. It's a, a long term sort of thing. So, there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of approaches we can take. Um, and, you know, we know we've got 90,000 young people not in work, educational training. So, there's bit of big opportunities there. But that's, we've got to do what's right for us, mm-hmm. not just see an easy solution the Chinese will finance and we'll pay for over the long term. If we don't use it as an opportunity, to build skills here and build our skills base here, then we're missing a trick and we don't want to do it. We missed it, actually, um, with the Christchurch rebuild built. And we, that, that happened to happen quickly and, and urgently. Yeah, a lot of people from overseas. There was The government set aside money to train for apprentices and New Zealanders and so on living here. Of the $50 million set aside, um, only a few million bucks were spent. And we missed the opportunity to train a whole heap more Kiwis. And construction
0: trade. That's right I think the $5,000 wasn't big enough incentive to be honest, it's uh, it's kind of peanuts these days um, but you know, uh, it is what it is but you know, I'm a little bit worried with the, the Northern Regional Council uh, and the Chinese Rail um, signing a, uh, an understanding deal about ro- building a four lane tolled motorway between uh, Whangarei, Northport and Marston Point Refinery. I mean what does that mean? Does that mean, is, is, is that um, road going to be part of the national um, the, the national Roading system is it going to be a private road? Um, can a, can a, can a corporation build a private road and then put a public road and then put a toll on it?
1: Well, that is the plan. That, that, that's what and you know there are plenty of plenty of people, usually in the ACT party, who are very you keen know, on oh, this for the model. Of course. Um, and I guess the argument is that a lot of that traffic is commercial traffic, it's trucks and everything else. So they're thinking, well, you know, they can pick up the tab and just pass it on to whoever is sending the freight. That way, so yeah, that, that that is. There are people who think that that is the way it should be. And I think when it, certainly when it comes to roads you want the public to use, uh, you've got to look very, very carefully at that type of arrangement because so you, all you do is end up pricing people off the road.
0: That's right. And let's be you know, let's be honest. The Chinese wouldn't be coming here and doing it if there wasn't nothing in for them.
1: Uh, exactly. You know, yep. and if they're going to be You're making
0: right. money off these things, surely we want to be making the money off these things. And if sure. you know, maybe we have to do some kind of smaller uh, version of Think Big. Uh, think you know, think, think Big, right? Yeah, oh, sorry, Think Small. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We well, you know, think, think Big was, you know, in some ways, yeah. a disaster. Especially, you know, we sold off uh, Contact Energy in 19, uh, well, I think it was 1919, like not oh. that long after we built the Clyde Dam. Um, but uh, it could have worked. I think uh, just so to work it just wasn't in the right
1: way. made but that, that actually was very. I mean, I, apart from the fact that I got a couple of holiday jobs when I was at university on those projects. Yeah. Um, they, they trained a lot of apprentices. Yeah. A lot of tradespeople. A lot of a lot of skill formation. As a result, it made a huge difference, and it gave engineering companies um, in right across New Zealand, not just in Taranaki, but right across New Zealand, a skills base that previously we hadn't had and it would have taken years to build up were those
0: projects not there mm-hmm. oh I know plenty of people because I used to live in Cromwell and I know plenty oh, yeah, of people yeah. that uh, you know uh, get, get, parents gained skills and, and ended up going off to yeah. Australia working the mines because they were tunnelers yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, alright just quickly because I, I know we've got to go uh, latest my Brunton polls uh, Labour everybody's steady except for the multi party who's up for um, the New Zealand first down uh, a few and uh, you know on those numbers winnings out of the game and nationals in power
1: Yeah, I I have to say I'm a a little bit dubious about those results. I don't think I don't believe it's credible that nothing changed in six weeks (laughs) between that that, the most recent poll and the last one that they took. Um, The Māori Party, all the feedback we're getting, particularly in the Māori seat, is that those voters have gone right off the Māori Party. They hold them equally responsible for the things that are going wrong as they do the National Party, Mm -hmm. and there is no appetite to um, to to see the Māori Party. Um, back again. So, listen, you know, it, it's a poll. Okay, we have got six months to go. In the end, it's what happens on the se- September the twenty-third. And I'm really pleased that the response we're getting, there, everywhere I go, not just the public meetings we're having, but the things I do either side of it, um, those meetings, it's been the, the response has been incredible. People are looking for a change,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we are just can continue to beat the drum that we are that change, and we have got good things to say and do.
0: And indeed that that's well that's what you've got to do. that's your job uh all right, brilliant not too it's not too far away it's not too far away Andrew it's coming up um, it's next month. <laughs> it flies sure flies all right well, hey, thank you so much for joining me once again. We'll talk again in two more weeks two thanks buddy you bye. Andrew Little, leader of the Labour Party, leader of the opposition, um, talking about SAS hit and run. Needs to be an inquiry. Makes complete sense. What's going on? Um, Something is not being told to the public. And I'm a little bit worried. I'm totally worried um, that our Defence Force could have done the naughty and then trying to cover it up. Uh, And why wouldn't we be? Um, They're out there representing us. They're supposed to be doing a job for us and the perceived free will world. Um, So... Let's hope uh, there's significant pressure um, from the uh, other parties in Parliament and from us, the public. to get to the bottom of this, there have been civilian deaths, there have been the death of at least one child and we should all be worried about that. Um, Chinese money in New Zealand, major investments, uh, major infrastructure, um, uh, that too is Worrying uh, for me. Uh, we should be able to do it ourselves. Um, we don't want to go out and borrow a whole lot of money. You know, we don't want to go down the path that America's gone down um, to build the infrastructure up, and it's crumbling. Um, So, what do we do there? Do we need to take foreign money to do this? Um, Is it easier to get a foreign government to build it than us build, borrow money from the bank, and do it ourselves? Um, Maybe, maybe, or maybe we should just drive over potholes for a while. Uh, Hmm. And the polls—I didn't mention Jacinda Adun's. top of them i just do not have time but uh, i I will next week uh it is now 38 past the hour of